Hi guys, welcome to a new off-season episode um, where we talk about things that are supposedly not our business, but and Wale is drinking stuff at the moment, which is <laughs> yeah, it's just whatever. water, man. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I don't water. think I don't think they can hear it. Can they? They didn't. No, I heard the like the whole Guinness advert sort of thing. Like, oh, oh by the way, I've met anybody that does that for like every sip, sip they take or gulp they take. Oh my god. Uh, I'll punch out. I know somebody who does. A girl, and it's a bit weird. I mean, she's. <laughs> she's... <laughs> oh my god! Because you said it's a girl, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Just, I wasn't expecting that, but that's that's interesting. Do you want Is it is it only men that have such problems? <laughs> so usually, I think we're the ones that don't give a shit about all these things a lot of times. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird when like you drink and you're like. Or the, or the what do you call it? Or sipping tea from from a teacup. That was a bit hard. Not oh to yeah, that that, oh, that that one was. <laughs> uh, God, that's already like it's equivalent to like the it's equivalent to the knife on the on the kitchen counter. <laughs> and the win in the winter in the office, you're just hearing someone. Like, <laughs> Wait, don't give me work to do with it. This this thing, I beg. <laughs> I beg, I beg, I beg. I think that I think that I think that's why they even like tea in hindsight. Maybe I don't like my myself drinking it, making those sounds. <laughs> it's like just oh, like shooting myself after every gulp. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate it when things that make me like sound loud, chinching, all of these things. Like chinching's alright. Chinching is um, it's it's a good. Chinching is chinching is one of the. Chinchin is nice if it makes noise because it's like crunchy and you're enjoying nice it. Nice for who? For, for you. I mean, it's like chinchin is like going going on a run, you know, even if even if you look sweaty, it's positive sweat, right? Wow. Um, I didn't even see that coming, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like some of that foods are like, maybe let's say you're eating like, I don't know, jello fry and your mouth is making noise. It's just, it's just like weird and nasty because that's like you're sweating while wearing a suit and a tie to an event so sounds like negative sweat i didn't really know where to go with this but yes today we're talking about what are we talking about <laughs> but that makes sense right i it makes sense i'm just like it's just a very roundabout way of making sense but yeah yeah forgive my mm. examples but as long as they, they help understand sense. my own brain mm. and your brain <laughs> to an extent yeah sure all right kevin samuels ks as let's go um so disclaimer um this is almost another case of everything i know about this is as sort of by being things that i stumbled across my timeline not because of actively looking at this like it's just weird because when you brought this up i mentioned his name to ask if i knew about him like all i was pulling from my memory were just like bits and pieces i had seen online so the major keywords that i knew about him were number one podcaster um, number two, that he just died. And number three, a lot of people don't like him or didn't like him because I guess he's, his content was always like, it's like the standard black man content that sort of like drags black women or just drags everyone and tries to like the, the view of money and the place of men in society and why men have problems. Like it just like, I don't know how much detail that of that is true, but that was the general vibe around him and the contents that i was seeing like you know on the third party basis um and yeah just before we jumped on this conversation i think i was reading that that quote to you from from uh Huffington post or Huff post article and you know i'm just going to read that out and then yeah, i guess sure, we'll continue please. the conversation about so no right, no read, so start, read as much as you want to i think that's important. yeah so before like i don't even know how far i read with it but you know it's already the beginning part all right, so the title of the piece is The Sadness of Kevin Samuel's Life and Death. So you can already tell the twist or What's the, the author's name? The author's name is Stephen A. Crockett Jr. Very, very white name. Um, but yeah, he's white because this picture is there. Um, and the sub thing, so it's an opinion piece. And it's, it says the 57-year-old YouTube personality and former personal stylist has died. Unfortunately, his teachings will live on. So the person is not shy about the position they're about to take <laughs> when it comes to talking about him. And Unfortunately. Intro <laughs> yeah. So um, the interest goes thus. 
Kevin Samuels came to us the way most viruses do, without warning. One day you're fine and the next morning you're completely engulfed by it and have no choice but to ride it out. For those of you who are inoculated, just know that Samuels was a self-proclaimed relationship guru who started his own YouTube channel in 2014. He hosted a call-in show in which he offered advice, but the advice was often harsh criticism of the caller's appearance or worse. He went viral in 2020 when a female caller told him she was no longer interested in dating below her pay grade. She said she was a business owner and noted that men who weren't earning at her level or above tended to want to get in her business, both figuratively and literally. Someone's advice to the woman was that her desire to attract a man above her social status was a pipe dream, or as he put it, men who make six figures don't want mid-30s baby mamas. Um, yeah, so I'll just stop there. Uh, that kind of, I think people can fill in the gaps or fill in the blanks of, I guess, what else, uh, what kind of content and advice or stuff he usually talked about. But yeah, um, so that's kind of like the whole Kevin Samuels thing, right? Um, I don't know, what, what do you know about him or what did you know about him before? Not much. Um, I don't know how I stumbled upon his videos, but I saw his videos first. Mm. I think I saw his videos first based on his style, fashion advice, something like that first. Mm. And then I saw a relationship talk or I, or I saw one of those maybe short clips about him trashing women or not trashing women, but like he was giving advice to women or maybe I can't remember what, maybe someone's post, but I just stumbled upon a video as most people often do these days when mm. you discover somebody who says something that's, that you think you want to listen to. And... And I don't think I had any strong opinion about him when I heard him speak um, because I think the video that I saw, I remember the video, she was like a young girl talking about, um, yeah, I remember the video clearly. She was a young girl talking about um, boys and and how boys like around her are not man enough for her, something like that. Mm. And then And then he was telling her, well, what are you doing with your life? And and what are you bringing to the table? And what are you? How are you doing? Are we bettering yourself? Something like mm. that, right? Mm. So I think for me that video interaction was almost. I I had no negative feelings towards him from that video because the questions he asked the girl seemed reasonable. Mm. Um, but also I think it was my bias that came into play where when I heard the girl talk about men, I'd mm. also put her in like a the box like oh this kind of girl you mm. get so and so when he spoke what he, when he said what he said I wasn't surprised to hear that I was like okay at least somebody's saying something like this mm. but then but then again I, I then saw other videos mm. that I, I spoke to some women and I just, and then I began to see okay maybe actually his tone of voice was not just for that kind of girl it was for like almost every <laughs> every every other <laughs> woman Right, mm. and I'm mm. like, ah, like, fair enough. Maybe, maybe that's his own style. Mm. Um, and you talk about talk about black women about their the, the expectations, women who are single mothers, and he, and he had and he had, he had this term they used for he had this popular term they used to almost like capture their value. It was like a sales term <laughs> in a way, like what's your something? It was like a, it was an acronym. Mm. You know that mm. you use, but the time people just meant what's your value as like as mm. a product or as a person in coming to this thing. Mm. Um, I'm sure I'm sure anybody who's listening who knows the guy would um, know what I'm talking about. Mm. And I think it was definitely polarizing as a character. Um, but I, I I watched a couple of videos, but I think after a while, I I I just stopped um, because I wasn't getting I was learning from what he was saying. But mm. I was just seeing more of if it, it felt it felt more like entertainment than proper than proper lessons because mm. it was more like just some some of the things we were saying you could tell that there was it was just it doesn't sit right like mm. it wasn't from a place of genuine conversation with the women it wasn't a case of genuine um understanding it came mm. he, he, he sat back again he did he did it well. He sat back mm-hmm. in his well-dressed suits, lighting, nice frames. And he often picked on women in subtle ways, in ways whereby he asked questions to, to show how 
those women, particularly on the calls, were not up to a standard or were lacking in something. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. Well, maybe I didn't see any video with a woman who has it all, whatever that mm. means. Mm. Um, mm. So maybe I'd have seen different perspective. But I also yeah. saw h- him on the podcast with Joe Budden as yeah. well. And that one, that one kind of seemed all right because he, he seemed okay. But on, for the funny thing was that on the podcast, Mm. It was not. It was not as um, aggressive or aggressive. Rash. It was. It, yeah. it wasn't as brash, mm. and and it didn't come across as a lot more knowledgeable as you you imagine, or mm. as you imagine listening to all these mm. videos. So yeah, so mm. that was my impression, and I think this was like a a span of five weeks, mm. and then it ended. That was it, and then obviously yeah. we heard about I heard about his passing recently, and I'm like, oh crap. What happened? And obviously, the, the way he mm. died, RIP to the dude, um, but the way he died is, um, I, I won't call it, yeah, interesting. Is yeah. The word. I How, mean, he it, it died, it, it died having sex and he had a heart attack from oh, what I read. I didn't even um, know that. Like, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, so, so from what I read, it says, 57 years old, died of cardiac arrest um, mm. on, top of, on top of his lover, a woman, mm. a woman he met recently. Well, yeah, fun times. Um, yeah, again, not not to disparage like you know his death or anything, but so for me, so I guess you guys listening might be wondering, okay, well, Toby, why? What what exactly is the points today? And well, I think for me, it's more like I think we're in this world and we're getting into this phase, and it's very popular where a lot of people are popular not because they're. I think we've talked about this at some point, so they're not popular because they're like movie stars or they're doing something famous but they're almost like popular for being popular in a kind of way right not a not on the kim kardashian level but it's just that they're not doing anything particularly special but you somehow mean, they mean, managed like to con- controversy maybe may controversy but like this guy i don't think he started off on just controversy per se but i just feel I, like i think it began with style i style i, uh-huh. I mean let me let me try and look it up but yeah go on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but however it started, it's just that, you know, this, this feels like all of those regular dude or regular person is able to gather like a, an internet following and then begins to act like a celebrity. And obviously things begin to happen like they're a celebrity, but, you know, it just doesn't, I don't know, it just feels a bit weird or off. I don't know how I'm putting it. But for me, yeah. it's, there's, just, there's just a lot of that going on these days. Um, I don't want to say Instagram celebrities, but I guess, yeah, social media celebrities is what this feels like. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so it's shot to fame. I'm reading, I'm reading from the Sun. Sun is yeah. very, very unreliable <laughs> for anybody in the UK. Yeah. Um, but they, they can carry news that is just factual news sometimes. Um, but yeah, mm. shot to fame on YouTube as a self-proclaimed lifestyle guru. And he had a huge following as a vlogger and was known for his advice in relationships. Mm, yeah. But I know, I know in the videos I watched one time, he said he was in sales. Mm. He said he was coming from a very high, high, high experience um, um, job in the corporate world. So I, know, I think he said mm. he was in sales. Yeah. Um, before he became... Like this lifestyle. Yeah. And and th- this is the same thing. Even the guys that are gym heads and sorts, like one of them, some of them would be like, oh, they're professional athletes before decided to take, you know, this whole YouTube thing seriously and stuff. So like, it's a common trend. So I guess the the part I'm trying to focus on is just like our, like, the I don't know. It's sort of like what, how should we as, I guess, general people uh, approach and interact with content and people like that? Because, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense or if you get where I'm coming from. I do. I do. And what do you think about that? I think the answer is a bit simple. Because if you're a lifestyle guru, a relationship expert, as he's self-proclaimed. That word self-proclaimed, I don't like it. But because I think Mm. sometimes, I like that. I would say, I would talk about agency, how self-proclaimed doesn't mean you're self-proclaimed because if no one's, no one's giving you an audience, then who, who can then verify they're self-proclaimed, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, he had an audience. Some people didn't like him. Some people were following him. Right? Those who followed him were often guys who, women might say, were also also like typical misogynists. No, women are men. 
might say guys who were t- misogynists, um, misled, mommy issues, um, mm. broken men, etc. Yeah. But he had followers, he had haters. And the key thing was, was, was he was a polarizing character. Mm. Right? And I think, I'm just, I'm just wired to, to follow such people. Um, because they give us stuff to talk about. And for, for him, right, why mm-hmm. his was interesting to me was as somebody who likes to look at the un, unobserved, the look beneath the surface, mm-hmm. he clearly knew what he was doing, right? The way he would dress with the questions you ask the women, the kind of women he, um, he, would, yeah. he would answer calls for. Um, he knew it worked, right? He knew there was an audience. There were men who would, would praise him. But also the other thing is like, in what he does as well, there's sometimes you'll be correct. So some comments you make about some women who would come on your show, some, some women who say some silly things. Mm. And when you call them out on it, you'll be correct to do so. Yeah. So even in that journey of going from an ordinary person to a self become celebrity, there's some things that you make sense with, that you make sense sure. of. There's something yeah. that would be right. Right, which is why an argument when somebody is an argument to somebody and then they say something that's very, very obvious. People, people, people are like, oh yeah, true. But it's just obvious. It's not as if it's anything groundbreaking. Mm. Right? Mm. But once, we get, once something is said that we agree with, it adds to your point a bit. Yeah. So he had both camps and I think we just like following things that are controversial and polarizing. Trump was another example. Many examples we have in, in, in history, right? But mm-hmm. also, like, besides the camps, his experiences, rather his, his conversations, his talks, because it's in the field of relationships and love, everyone can relate and everyone has an interest. Mm. I mean, an initial interest, at least. Yeah. Whether they stay or leave afterwards depends on how they feel about him. But everyone has that in the future because love and relationship is something that we all practice and and have. Yeah. I'd, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of that that, that keeps going on. And like you said, people drive on this controversy thing and stuff. And for me, it's, it's almost like what I don't, what I sometimes I don't make sense of enough is like, Okay, if if after the person dies or whatnot and everybody comes out to say XYZ about this person and how they much don't like the person, um, I feel like it's just a, like the question, maybe the real question I should be asking is, which maybe the answer is obvious. Like why so many people were following me in the first place? Like if it was so obviously, clearly, you know, not something that was net positive. Like, you know, why was there like why why is everybody acting like well, everybody again, was yeah. that is subjective. Net pos- net positive is subjective in this case, but go on. Yeah, I guess true because my timeline is only going to show me, I guess, the kinds of things I'm already. Yeah, because I'm saying that just because there were men who took value from what he said, it's, it's mm. possible that there were there were guys who maybe there were genuine genuine men out there who possibly have had women just use them in in silly ways, just genuine men, right? A few, yeah. and his talks have made them become more confident, right? Yeah, that's. That's a weird ass trend that I don't like. I I'm guess you, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. Yeah, and, I know. I and, know. And I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way saying that he made a net positive. Sorry, net positive to the environment. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying that that's subjective because somebody yeah. could have got something from it. But for the most part, the women was disparaging. Yeah. To the world and and on the calls, obviously not. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so, I'm finding it hard to formulate my thoughts here, but I think my general issue. Um, with, with all of that is just because someone you know does something that could be beneficial to someone somewhere i do think there's like there should be like an arbitrary line that you know shouldn't be crossed when it comes to delivering any value right and so that's my problem with folks like like him um and i know again people can draw that line for different people in different places like i think the way we're talking about him now someone might pick jp jordan peterson and probably like try to group them in the same camp even though that would be a bit intellectually dishonest if you do that but again everybody does what they want to do but i'm just saying um yeah like 
I don't know, there's just maybe it's just me personally, but there's just some things that regardless of how positive something you're doing might feel to someone else, if you're already crossing like a I don't I don't want to say socially acceptable like middle ground, then people you shouldn't get the platform pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, know. but again, like who draws that line? Right. And this is what the, the video sent me many months ago that, that Trevor Noah was talking to a woman about mm-hmm. the line, the line, the line on things that are acceptable and, and things that are not acceptable. Yeah. Right. And when we talk about you can't cross the line, that has many assumptions. Who is drawing the line? Right. Mm-hmm. Because as, as, as you being a Christian, you have certain beliefs that Western world does not agree with. Yeah. And, 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 and they've crossed your line. Mm. Right. This there's a footballer, there's a footballer in PSG, Idrissa Gay. Right. Yeah, he's he's Muslim. PSG mm. put on a jersey that had the LGBT colours as the player numbers. And he says mm. not playing because this this is crossing his own religious line. So mm. this idea of lines, whose lines? <laughs> right? Since we want to go into this subjective world. So mm. when we talk about how we have this figure in society who and again, don't forget that this argument can use for anybody. So whether yeah, you are sure. an artist, whether you are a preacher, whether you are a politician, there's always somebody who's somebody, there's always someone who takes a net negative from your whatever you do. Do yeah. right. Fair. Which is why I always say we we have to just look at our nearest circles, right? And our nearest circles in this case of Kevin Samuels tells me that obviously when I watched the videos, there were some things that I, I thought, okay, this guy, yeah, I like this. But obviously the more I saw, mm. the more I saw with true honesty, I tried to be honest about what I was saying. Mm. I was like, ah, okay, something is off, right? Something yeah. is off with this guy. First of all, why is he single? If, mm-hmm. if I mean, I know that's not a good metric, but I asked, it came to my head, right? Mm. Like, why is he single? Why was he? I, I think, I think, I think he had, I think he had two divorces or one divorce. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if somebody is this um, understanding and knowledgeable about what makes relationship works or what knowing what, what someone's worth is mm-hmm. and should be, then how can't I see that? Why does he look alone? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how it looked to me. And it looked like a guy who was also, Someone, it looks like some one of those guys who, when they were younger, someone did something to them unfairly, and then and three, and, and, and then yeah. and then and then they are like a glow up, mm. but then they glow up in their appearance, but they did not glow up in their healing in their heart. Mm. Mm. And yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, go on. Let me let me just finish. No, no, go on. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just gonna say. I think what's also happening here is I think everyone has like default filters that. Um, easily that can pick up certain things more easily and for me like even from the little I I don't think I've watched any of his videos but just from the little I've seen about what people have said and the things that he has said things that he has quoted out my default reaction from the from the beginning of ever hearing his name was more like uh, right so again maybe that's there's maybe there's a reason for that and maybe let's even play one of his videos one of it alright cool cool Being pretty is not enough for a lot of men because I'm pretty and I'm still single, so. What do you want? I, I don't, I, I don't know. I really don't know what I want because these men, they don't know what they want. A lot of men don't know what they want in women. Mm. And you said you're how old again? 33. 33. So regardless as to what men want, you don't know what you want? I mean, I know what I want, but... Well, what is that? <laughs> Guys, remember the first thing I said about ego? They're not willing to be honest. be honest with you, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know what I want in a man. Like, I've been screwed and long. I don't know what I want in a man. Just in this little bit of time of talking to you, it's been chaotic. I'm just asking you just the basic stuff about your, who you are and what you want. And um, the sto- way you told the story is... Yeah, you can't make this shit up, people. <laughs> to let you know, I have completely changed my life and made a 360. Just one more and we'll wrap it up. The 360 puts you right back where you were, but I understand what you're saying. I, 
I paid a 180. I found Lord and uh, I got a man that's got money now. You found the Lord? Yeah. Where'd you find him at? I didn't know he was lost. I didn't know where the Lord was. Hmm. Okay. This is all inside of the last four months, right? Three months, four months. Yeah. It's a lot of changing in three or four months. You said you got a man that has money now. Yeah. I do. I just wanted to let you know also, I wear my bonnet in, in public. I saw I saw what you had to say about that. You know, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, you like... Make I, shit up. Hmm? At the same time, you what? Did you tell me shut up? No, no, no. I said, go ahead. You said... At the same time? At the same time, I just don't see what the issue of wearing a bonnet in public is. I got married, but I don't want to be with You got married? Friend. Yeah. You currently married? The last yes. one. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Mm-mm. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Ma'am, are you trolling me? No, I'm not. A platform with a million folks actively talking about leaving your husband to get back with your ex. Because he's high value and I like... Yeah, high value, that's the word. And the reason you want to break your covenant with God and wreck your home of the pipe fitter guy is because the previous guy was higher value, meaning he earns more money. Yeah, and his social status how he looks what would the world say about that man it would say that this woman he got back with is the one he always wanted she belongs to the streets all right just gonna stop there so this is an example it's an example of what i was saying about how like first of all like okay this this next video is actually good but i'm not gonna play it Um, because i think i said it on my instagram as well uh by the way so you can see that some of the women there that came on this on our own shared moral values, right? It's it's hard not to frown at something that you heard, right? Mm. But let me just say, say for the fact that these are some these are like the good videos because there's way worse where he's said a lot worse things to women. And um, but for example, if a man comes and says, "I'm gonna leave my my husband because my ex has more money than my husband." Me personally, I'm just going to look at the woman and say, really? Okay. Like, I don't think that's really a nice thing to say or feel, but, you know. So my point is, his reaction to this last person, I understand it. But mm. that's just one, one okay thing or good thing amongst some not so good things that he said. Yeah. Right. But because, but because, pe- because people can see how he calls out women who do the bad things or it calls out women who do the not so good things. They can raise that as flags to say, well, yeah, you see, this dude is fighting for for us guys who, you know, um, us guys who, you know, women overlook, us guys who, you know, women think because we don't have certain account in our, in our, in our, in our certain bank account, certain number in our account, you know, they can do us anyhow. So pretty much he's giving a group of men in this case, or even people, in this case, a reason to be happy that somebody is calling out people who will shit on them. Mm. So yeah. this, this, this. My point here is that example in the video shows why there is a subjective line because some things he does say to some crowds they resonate and agree and bring it. Some other crowds, it's. It's not a rosy tone. It's a demeaning tone to women. It's a bad portrayal of, of our women. It's, it's, it's negative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with, with what you just played, honestly, I didn't, like, again, maybe I, I'm called, I'm looking at this through bias lenses already, but I didn't get any really strong vibe of, like, this person really cares about the point he's trying to make or, you know, the defense or whatever defense is trying to make. It wasn't so much about, like for me, it just felt, I don't know, maybe again, I'm saying this through bad sense, but it felt very, there wasn't any genuinity there from, from how he was talking about it. And maybe that's just me and how I like to like receive stuff. But 
yes, I know. If I, we're not showing, showing a video of this, but I rolled my eyes like at some of the things that the women were saying, right, in, in that sense. But it wasn't from a sense of, for me, I feel like he was just picking easy targets, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Good, good. That's a very good yeah. point. Because, which is why I said, we, we, don't, we, we don't see the videos of, of the very complex relationship mm. issues that the average Joe faces that don't require yeah. any bashing, don't, that don't mm. require any shaming, that don't require any just complex issues of exactly. the average Joe, average good Joe, right? Yeah. And yeah. and you're right, like it's like it's it's like it's like it's like picking your opponents. So so in boxing we call that like picking like like picking the opponent, picking the fighters, right? Mm. It's it's yeah. it's like you know you're gonna win. Exactly. And you so, know so, I know it's for a show. It's like Rocky exactly. R- Rocky three or Rocky four with the one that, <laughs> that is um, a mental right. dad. Yeah. And and so so yeah, so you've really just put it into words as well. So it's the fact that like these are not complex issues. Anybody who left who they are with to go with someone who is richer, like maybe obviously on the surface or whatnot. Like, yes, we know so but my okay, my issue was not the issues the women were bringing up that were pretty common. It was his reaction to it as something profound like oh see what i've been saying sort of thing i'm like who doesn't know all of that so i think it's just the positioning of it and the fact that people take that in and i don't know choose to process it how they do because like they're tougher issues and even these issues that these people talked about i think they're better i feel like they're better follow-up questions you can ask there that really actually drive a better point home than just this because for me were you any guy who that has happened to it's just going to go away from that video being validated that yes. oh yes you understand right exactly I'm like, exactly I'm like is that is that the real point of everything for you to receive validation that you know what you thought was true is true exactly like, and what that's also a very scary thing is that somebody listening to that can use that validation for whatever wrongdoing they are doing absolutely right even if their wrongdoing is on a 10 times 10 scale worse than than what this woman is saying because you cannot say for someone who's for somebody who's abusive, for example, or abusive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. say, "Oh yes, you see, you know, my girl, yeah. my, my girl was thinking about X, so this is why I think I women are this. shit. Yeah. You know, this is why I think yeah. I, I can I can do this to to a girl." Exactly. But, and obviously, like even the way even the way you ask questions, it seems like you ask you He's ask lead, questions yeah. lead, leading the witness, leading question, yeah, right. Exactly. So up until he gets to a point where he gets what this part this part edge can, yeah. but again. Who knows, dude? Like, if you listen to if you listen to Kendrick's new album, you you hear a lot of things he talks about. <laughs> black Black family doesn't talk about. Mm. Maybe he's had some traumatic things that's happened to him that we don't know. Oh, well and good. Oh, and oh, <laughs> oh, oh go on, sorry. And on. and I, one thing we can agree on is that there was no particular. And when you compare to Jordan Peterson, I mean, you didn't compare him, but you mentioned that, mm. that, that the point you raised, I, I agree with it. Unlike unlike JP, he's there was no wisdom in as in selling points. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, JP has ideas that people might class as extreme. He won't political yeah. box or not, right? Yeah. And because he has some followers who would belong to groups that we would not even talk to or have conversation with, because I mean, I might talk to them, you might talk to them, but the other person might not talk mm-hmm. to them, right? I will say it doesn't, it, the fact that, how do I put it? Let me try and put it this way for anybody listening. Sorry, sorry about this confusion if, if there's a um, protest right mm. protest is for a good cause climate change judge floyd whatever insult whatever protest is for a good cause among the protests right you have people who are going there to riot or steal something mm. right do, so, do something bad mm. doesn't mean the cause that brought everybody there together is bad mm. doesn't mean the act of protesting should be banned for like forever or scrapped mm. or is bad it just means that in every in every good cause, good thing, good movement for something, people will use that as a reason to orchestrate their own ill-intentioned bad behavior. Mm. Right? And the same way when we have these kind of people like JP, for example, who talks, talk about some things that require you to be on level where you can unpack the guys requires you to be on the level where you can unpack them properly mm. people there's some people there's some men who take what he says and use that to justify their own ill-intentioned way of thinking or, or way of life mm. yeah right 
it doesn't mean that what is it doesn't mean that he is not part of those men. Yeah. Right. Who knows? He might be maybe in 20 years we realize that he might be. Who knows? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah. But for now, it doesn't doesn't appear to be the case. Mm. Right? So I think like and and this is why like I think people should separate ideas, you know, beliefs and things from people themselves because this same Kevin Samuels guy, right? Some of the things that you say that I've heard, I feel like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But I guess it's common sense for everybody who I know has a good normal heart, right? Mm. Somebody who's an abusive person, who's a mean, mean person, who is, who is very, very Machiavellian will say, okay, yeah, this makes sense. You know, let me go mess it up, right? Mm. And I guess somebody who is also overly, overly um, blinded by pro- Progressive in, pro- progressivism in the religious sense can yeah. can say you know what this is why we need to shut up people like this so that so, so that mm. they don't speak at all. Yeah. So everybody can always find their cause in the simplest or the most natural of things. Mm. Which is why, if that's the case, you then you know that maybe what you should focus on is not particularly as you said, who's validating my cause? But actually, mm. is my cause actually a true cause that has mm. genuine truth or for a good or for a good reason? Because you would always find things to support. Google any symptom. Google anything. Google has both sides for everybody who's who arguing about anything. <laughs> right? Mm. But you have to know that, okay, my side is actually fighting towards the truth. So mm. maybe validating it, validating towards the truth so that you can feel safe. But not, not looking yeah. for validation as a way to continue you're doing what you're doing yeah yeah you know yeah but i guess as we sorry go on but before you go on i just want to talk about one point um Mm. which is actually maybe 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 even a question to you in that and when people die right people who have done different things whether good bad in between Mm. i think i I think there's there's a term called grief respectability something like that i've seen it somewhere i saw that you saw that as well yeah I don't know what it means, but I'm guessing it means like we, when people die, we kind of um, omit their or forget about their their negativity and the bad thing that they've done because they're already dead. Um, mm. But what do you think about that? Because there's a lot of arguments about even the Michael Jackson story as well. I mean, our kid is still alive, so we can't we can't apply that <laughs> that that law to him yet. But what mm. do you think about the idea of grief grief respectability, where in the black community, African community, when people die because they are dead, there's a there's more of an empathy or deliberate forgetfulness of hmm. some of their miscomments. Or hmm. when they die, should we bring that to the fray? Or should we just ignore it and say, you know what, they're dead now. Let them rest in peace. What do you think about hmm. this? So you know, it's quite interesting because so I'll first come from it from sort of like an etymological whatever point of view where so grief respectability, if you Google that right now, everything you see about it is actually about Kevin Samuel. So it feels like it was someone that just used that word. But the oh. origin is, yeah. So the origin is respectability politics, which is a form oh. of moralistic discourse used by some prominent figures who are members of whatever. The concept is the subject of a social. And okay, that doesn't make any sense. Let me see if I can find a better one. The term respectability politics was coined by this person in 1993. Refers to the belief that marginalized communities must adhere to dominant cultural norms. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know the connection, right? So even, well, the, I guess the point is not the definition of the word, but the, I guess the feeling it carries or what the person was trying to communicate, which is the idea that when someone dies, there's just revisionism or the idea of respecting the dead in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or just looking at things that they've done in a, more, I guess, innocent, light or calmer light. I, I guess there's, a, there's probably a psychology behind it. Um, and maybe that's a topic that we can cover later on. But how I feel personally about it, you know, I don't think that that has a strong effect on me, right? I think for me, dead or alive, whatever you've done, you've done. Um, and I'll usually process it that way. The fact that you've died I can compartmentalize the fact that you're a human being that has lost their life and, you know, respect that. But I don't let that start to now influence 
anything that you've done already. Like that shouldn't be a factor in that sense. If not, everybody who dies would be a hero. But I guess we face that mm. issue a lot of times because when we when we think mm. about a bacha a bacha right now in Nigeria, like I'm sure there's people that again for different reasons look back at those days and you know celebrate him in an interesting kind of way. A common joke that goes around is like every time we're in trouble or whatever the government finds money that he had stolen that has been returned back to them, right? Mm, there's almost every, mm, there's, there's almost a $2 billion or $3 billion somewhere that every year, yearly seems to be found and it's from Abacha's loot. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, oh, let's never look too far. Like the whole Yaradua, I say Yaradua, the whole, um, I forgot our president's name. <laughs> Buhari. <laughs> uh, the whole Buhari situation, well. right? Yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing. Where in 2015, like you know, there was just a lot of revisionism going on. The guy wasn't even dead yet. But I feel like yes, it happens to people that are alive that seem to. I feel like it just plays a lot on our emotions as human being. Are just looking for a change or something. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I've rambled a bit, but that, that's my general thought about no, it. No, I mean it's me. it's a very hard question to answer, and I put you on the spot there, so I recognize yeah. that. Um, yeah. I I asked it because I don't think I have an answer myself. Um. Hmm. And but I think you can you can hear many more artists talking about how, you know, don't give me love when I'm dead. Give me love now. Yeah, give me my um, flowers. Be, because it's oh, just man. that it's just that element of um, um. And this kind of relates to why when when the the thing I can say is that I can make it sound really nice, but mm-hmm. when like when like artists dance and people die and stuff and like everybody and people mourn, I I I don't really. I don't really do that because mm. again, I don't know them. And there's people that died in the hospital next to where I live that I did not really mourn for. Somebody I can hear somebody say, Oh, um, the person their colleagues their colleague lost their their parent or everything, but I don't know the colleague and I don't really I I may, I may not like mourn so the difference you can say is maybe an artist comes on the screen, you see them on TV, or you see them, you hear their music, you see them doing something. If it's, if it's somebody who I enjoyed their work, they changed my experience in, in some way of living. They, they gave me moments that I will remember. They helped my daily life in terms of things they said, what lessons I learned from their, from their life, they inspired me. That's different. I'm not speaking about those mm. kind of people. I just mean just the passing of somebody who is just like just famous, right? But there's no connection to them in terms of, let's say, what we shared in common, right? So let's mm. say they are famous for fashion and I know nothing mm. about fashion, right? But mm. they're very famous for fashion. It's, it's hard for me to understand why I would think about such um approaches to changing how i think about them because they are now dead except they've had some level of contribution or impact inspiration or connection to my own personal life yeah yeah absolutely and i guess it's also like which is why in this case when i heard this guy this guy died yeah i really did not flinch yeah yeah I think that the element of grief that sometimes plays here is also this idea of empathy in a way, sort of. But obviously, the farther you're removed from from something, the less of an impact that is, the most you will feel. So see the point you made about empathy. Why I always question that is, while empathy should be shown through obviously grieving such people, why are these people different from those who we hear about? That we can also grieve for, but we don't. It's like it's my point here is I don't, I don't like I don't like the idea of saving for people that we don't know. So I'm speaking mm. for those that we don't know at all. Yeah, I don't like the idea of, of saving grief for for only the well known high end people of the world. When yeah, when when there's people with the same level of connection, right? Well, in our famous. physical yeah. worlds, who are not famous, that we don't extend. Then party two. Yeah. So the way, as you're describing it, I think I'm thinking, I just have this image of something heavier and something lighter, right? Um, and the ripple effects of that. 
as much as we don't think it's correct, the reality of the matter is the person who was famous has left more of an impression on a lot more people, regardless of if you're one of those people or not. But you share a world where they've, it's like you're in the ocean with them. They're a big rock. They've dropped. You're feeling the ripple effect. A smaller pebble, which is someone you also don't know. Let's call pebbles and rocks people that you don't know. A smaller pebble drops in the same ocean that you're at, but you're farther away from it, right? And so maybe that's why you don't feel that same level. So I, on some level, I understand why when someone really famous, even if they're not connected to you, when they pass on or whatnot, it's just, they, they're just a bigger rock in our ocean of life. That's kind of like what it is. You understand? And yeah, and I think people feel grief on different levels as well, right? When, you, when you're going on the road and maybe you see a homeless person has passed away, right? Like just in it, since anything dead does something to most people, right? So regardless of- Absolutely. Yeah, that would, yeah, yeah exactly. that, that would rock so, me. Absolutely. So, so, exactly. So, so I guess, I guess the, maybe what you're referring more to here is sort of like the, the demonstration of this. That I, is I don't a know, demonstration. Yeah, the demo, the dem, demonstration that, that of is, that, that's where yeah, I'm going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the you know going online to do this and do all of those things. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, you know I was reading a book yesterday and it's completely different. I mean we'll end on this note, but it was it's something called it's a book called The Psychology of Money. But the point I'm trying to make here was the guy was talking about how you know looking at the financial system or just just looking at systems today, they're not old enough for us to think they're infallible. And you're wondering what's the point I'm trying to make here. I'm just saying, I was going to refer to the internet, how like a lot of things that we're dealing with today in terms of the internet, it's like we're really on the entry level yeah, of a lot the begin, of these things. Beginning phases, it's I the agree. beginning phases. So once, like I'm imagining like a hundred, if the world still exists, uh, the Lord tarries, 200 years time when we're discovering what the impact the true impact <laughs> of living our lives online the way that we have i'm sure those people or if we i don't know i just feel like there'll be a lot of surprises there because even financial crisis like a lot of us have like we're we're still living the, the we're still in the middle of a ripple effect of something that happened in 2008 right even though for us it feels like history but we're, we can't be so sure about the extent of that history yeah. and the impacts that it has Right, even Christianity itself, these things happened two thousand years ago. But see how super relevant it is now. So, internet, oldest thing of technology that we're using is probably like seventy years old, right? So, bro, like for me, I guess I'm just saying that to say that there's so many things that we're dealing with now that are honestly very novel, um, and it will help if people speak about those kinds of things with not with without the kind of confidence I feel people talk about things as if they know the beginning from the end is sort of, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's just my thought to wrap all of this kind of things up yeah. in the sense that we're just living through very interesting times and we should be aware of that fact and not take some kind of ridiculous positions based on very recent information. And by recent information, I think that things are like 50 years old. That is still recent con compared to where the world is today. But yeah. Mm. Mm. And I guess also like, just going back to the point, I mean, obviously, if somebody has died, there's always a chance that somebody's crying because they're dead mm. and somebody's mourning them at the same time. So I think it's also good to respect that as well um, as much as possible. Um, obviously, the more of the more those people slide in the scale of being a bad person means. They might have less people loving them, possibly, but I think even even the devil will have his own fans and followers. Um, but let me let me read because I know we left the definition of respectability politics. But let's just let me read that out because I found the definition of yeah. this scholarly paper. So it says, respectability politics is the notion that if a member of a subordinate, subordinated, marginalized, or oppressed group exhibits acceptable and submissive behaviors. One, is socially compliant in her appearance and ways of being. Two, achieves some measure of success regarding, regardless of any systemic obstacles. Three, and according to the dominant culture, she will be accepted by the dominant group and will be treated justly and equally and will earn access to the same privileges and protected rights enjoyed by the dominant group. So what I'm just saying is that respectability politics is the idea that if somebody who is in oppressed groups 
in an oppressed group kind of becomes complies with the appearance of what the dominant group wants, achieves mm-hmm. something, a, me- a measurement of success that dom- dominant group accepts as acknowledges, acknowledges yeah. and you know, does things according to the dominant group's culture, then they'll then be accepted mm-hmm. and treated justly. And in access to the same privileges, mm. um, so I'm, but I'm not sure how that links to the argument. We I, say, do I know. You, I, I, okay. Do yeah, I can see how it does. So almost like death is now that thing that is acceptable. Like death is the accomplishment of mm. that uh, that thing that then grants them the ability to be respected that way. That once you die, you've kind of like entered the group that allows you to be acknowledged for stuff. Okay, that's a person really. That person really did some inception level. Yeah. It was because, because when I was reading that definition, because part of the definition I read was part of what you just said, but I just didn't see it. But obviously listening to you now say it, it then, it then plugged in my head. Interesting how things work that way. But yeah, um, I think, I hope everybody got something from that. <laughs> Can rewind it and listen again um, and see um, how that works. But yeah, that brings us to the end of this, right? Doesn't it? Yeah. And I guess leave a message and just to say, um, I think this I think this message is particularly not 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 even for our women but for us men. Um a lot of us need role models in our lives, don't we? Mm. And we need and people to give us advice and we need people to help us when as a man you're feeling like society society standards is something that you cannot meet. So you're not trying for it to raise your hand to something. And I mm. think in those moments we have to be careful about whose hands, who we raise our hands to, mm. um, because what we think and what we think might be helping us reach those standards could be destroying us without us knowing. Mm. Classic Darth Vader kind of story, and we don't want that, do we? Um, we don't want that. <laughs> but God help us all. God help us all. All right, See ladies and gentlemen, have a good week. See you next time. All right, here we go. Hey there, thanks for listening to this off-season episode of The Yellow Pill. We're still on a break, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks with new and fresh and exciting content. But before then, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Yellow Pill Pod and on Twitter, yellowpill underscore pod to keep up to date with everything else we're putting up until we come back. See you next week.